Hello and welcome to episode four of the Grove podcast. And what an episode we have for you guys tonight. In front of a live studio audience, I am joined by none other than Tabs. Good evening. And Will. Good day, fine sirs, and what a good day it is. What a good day, indeed. Before we start and talk about that performance, that result, I just want to tell you guys a little bit more about who we are, what we are, and what we stand for. We are The Grove, a group of around 60-plus fans from all over the world who meet up before games, who talk every minute of every day, and who share the most common interest, the one true love in our lives, Arsenal Football Club. We get so much feedback from you guys, and I just wanted to read out one comment from someone who helped facilitate the Forest Away tickets last week. So this was his comment. Hi, mate. Just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed the Forest game. I listened to your podcast whilst in the office. First podcast I've ever listened to by match-going fans, and funnily enough, it made most sense. That just eclipses who we are, and I just wanted to say on behalf of everyone, not just the three of us listening, and the studio audience that are watching me right now, and I feel quite awkward, um, a massive thank you. Please keep liking, sharing, commenting, and supporting. But without further ado, Will, coming to you for your highlight, your lowlight, today's game yeah i appreciate that Mars. well um i'll just keep it simple highlight was just how aggressive we were all right we're playing at home but we but we took it to them i like the lineup and i liked how aggressive we were um as far as the low light it's i mean it's probably the same everybody saw it right before the half disappointing that goal we gave up um that's that's the low light for me other than that super excited super pleased still buzzing off of that win three points Send it over to you, Tabs. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you, Moz. And uh, yeah, in, ter- in terms of my highlight, you know, there's the obvious stuff, but actually <laughs> it was just at the end and, and often the DJ's spot on with his with his uh, choice of music and playing Voulez-Vous at the end when it came on, that was was fantastic. And yeah, I wasn't too sure whether to sing the ABBA, the ABBA lyrics or the, uh, uh, or the or the Saka lyrics, but that, that was, that was, that was, that was fun. And, but also I wanted to ha- point out another highlight that was, that was great. That was a bit, a bit more nuanced. Was just it was so visible how much effort the players put in today. And there was a couple of moments where the the players during the game and at the end of the game were just prostrate on the floor. I think there was one where Havertz had chased back, you know, because Kivio was up front from a header, and he he once he got back and the ball went out, he was like, you know, blow, it, <laughs> you know, trying to catch his breath. Like Gabriel went down in the middle, and White went down. As well, and so they're all just trying to catch their breath. And then at the end, you could see two or three players again going down. So it was brilliant to see that they'd put so much effort in, and it actually the result meant meant so much to them today. So that was that was superb. In terms of a highlight, and the, and this is courtesy of my son uh, Gianluca. So shout out to him who was going to join us today, but he's got school tomorrow, so he's had to go home. Um, yeah, just our throw-ins. God, you know, can we not take a throw-in like Trossard foul throw, Ben White taking forever? You, you know. It just seems to be a perennial problem like this year, last year. Yeah, throw-ins, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just I'd rather give the ball to them and then we get it back off, uh, you know, back it off them after they throw it than uh, us having throw-ins. But yeah, those are my highlights and lowlights of the uh, of the game. For me, my biggest highlight was the fact that we played so well in the middle of the park with Jorginho and Vice were just unbelievable today. There was one moment when the game where it looked like Jota was on the attack 
out of nowhere, Rice came from like almost right back position into the midfield and, and won the ball back with such effortless swagger, shall we say. It was brilliant. Uh, I I was so impressed. Um, low light for me was uh, before the match even kicked off, before a ball was even kicked. Gabriel Jesus being out again. That, I know in the end it didn't matter. Uh, and Kai Havertz came in up top. But Gabriel Jesus again injured. It seems like a knee problem. It seems like there's some fluid around his knee that we're struggling to, to deal with, which is a little bit of a downer. It does make the atmosphere around the, the stadium quite nervy, I felt, um, before the game when you hear news like that from the team. But overall, so much more positive and negative for me. Um, and just kind of thinking if, if that was a good result or a, a fair result, I do agree. I, th I think it was. Um, I think we deserve to win that game. I think 3-1 was an accurate scoreline for the chances we had, the chances Liverpool had. The first half, we blew them out of the water, apart from that one silly mistake at the very end. Second half, first 10 minutes, I think it was typical from, from Arsenal and Liverpool. They were going to come out all guns blazing and, and we didn't really know how to handle them. But as soon as we found a rhythm again in the second half, we were absolutely fine. So yeah, I think it was a really good result, a fair result. What about you, Tabs? Yeah, no, absolutely. So in terms of reaction, it's, you know, a lot is going to be dealt with emotion and just sort of, you're not going to remember all the details and stuff. So a lot is trying to, I was trying to take some notes during the game, but I uh, also wanted to enjoy myself. So yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it was the right result. You know, it, I think, uh, you know, Liverpool, and uh, we did that typical thing, didn't we? Liverpool scored and they didn't even have a shot on target. It, it was going sideways in the ricochet of Gabriel. But it, it was fair. So we, we were dominant. We were the ones who were being aggressive. You know, Liverpool did well. They were pressing up high and they were, they were trying to sort of shut shut us down, but but we were the one that at least creating chances. There was the Saka header, which should have scored. It you know, came off sideways instead of forward. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a game of huge amount of chances, huge amount of, you, you know, you know, chances that that we should have taken, but we were definitely the better team and definitely, definitely the ones on top. And you're right. I think, Mozzie, you said that first 10 minutes, I think we were still getting over the first 10 minutes of the second half. We were still had that equalizer in our heads, the way it happened and the timing and the amount of effort we'd put in that first half to go in one all. You, you, so it, it was it was always going to be a bit of a hangover from that. But luckily, it was only 10 minutes. Well, yeah, a um, few things. Um, I mean, to be fair, I agree with pretty much most of the stuff you said. Um, what I'd like to touch on first was what Moz was talking about that, that play with Rice because that. I saw that and I made a note during the game. That was around the eight minute mark um, when that ball went out. So I believe it was Strata. Um, and the Rice comes in with a nice, like a little sliding tackle to break up the play. That just sort of set the tone. So from the first 10 minutes, we're like, hey, we're not here to mess around you guys. If you're going to get anything, you're going to earn it. Um, secondly, personally, I'm not into this deserve to win. We play uh, the team that scores the most points wins the game. So, yeah, we played better than Liverpool this game, and it turned out that we ended up with more points in them. So I'm happy that we won the game. But for me, if you – if the, the, there is no deserving to win the game. You either, you either get more points or, or you don't. Um, so that's that point. I'm, I'm happy that we got more points this um, Just really happy. I think Ryan had a really good game. He wasn't really challenged that many times. But I've said it before, I don't say it again, but – 
the saves that he was making, he was packing the ball. I want my key to come out and catch I don't want him punting it back into play and he's out of position and then there's a goal score, like a goal scored. Like he catches it, he throws it out, he starts the break, and then we're out. Um and we had shots on goals from that. And I'm people finally start to see right now what Arteta was seeing from the beginning with Raya. Like he's Ramsell isn't bad, but Raya does something he offers us something different that Ramsell doesn't, in my opinion. I think Ramsdale's the best number two <laughs> in the league. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. Today, watching David Raya play and just how assured he looks and how confident he looks and how composed he is as well on the ball, fans almost poo their pants, right? When we see them passing at the back and across the lines. But Raya just looks so natural at doing that. So I agree. I think um, I finally see sense. And I'm a massive Aaron Ramsdale lover, but I finally see sense in why we have stuck and signed David Raya. So, there we go. Coming back to your point about Arteta, I, actually, I think, and I made a note of it, I think the reason why you're so angry is that, again, and, and I agree, you, you know, deserve means nothing. You know, you say, whoever scores more goals and, and football, you know, the person who deserves to win doesn't always win. You know, it's just okay. But I think it was angry because we switched off. We were so focused, so, so good. And then literally one minute to go. And, and I don't know, I had an eerie feeling with that. It was like that one minute, the last one, the way it just came out, an eerie feeling, something, we haven't, something's going to happen. And I think that's why he was so angry because you concentrate until the, the whistle goes, not, don't assume that, oh, okay, so it's going to be a clearance and we'll get rid of it. No. And I think that would be, you know, to the point about him being angry. That's why he was, he was angry. But maybe, I, I, I think we were always going to let in a goal. So maybe it was actually the good time to do it. We're getting at half time. You can have a chat, reset. So actually, I, I didn't think we were going to keep a clean sheet. Absolutely not. So actually, if you're going to let in a goal, let it be then. We'll, it's a draw. So at least we're not going down. Reset, come back out, which we did. And then we, and then again, the dominance continued. So it yeah. might not be in a bad thing. Who knows? You must be happy though, Tabs, because last week or, or last episode, we asked for predictions and I said 1-0, but today, this, this morning on the way down on the flight, I changed my prediction to 3-1. No one on the podcast will believe me. <laughs> I can come with receipts. I had screenshots of the WhatsApp conversations where I said 3-1. And there's a couple of people in this live studio audience that will agree with me as well. But Tabs, you did say 3-1, 3-2. You said we have to score three goals to win. You were right. Well, I believe you said 2-1. I did. So you weren't far off. I bet when that third goal went in, you were gutted. So I'm proud that we made the last 10 minutes nice and comfy. No, I can't believe it. That was that was the that was the. Yeah, I I could see Whale from the other side of the stadium looking for a VAR check. He made, <laughs> he made the, the, the diagram with his fingers. Well, we're going to Stockdale Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, in ter in terms of team selection, I've, I've briefly touched upon obviously the lack of Gabriel Jesus, and we've mentioned and we spoke at length about Thomas Partey not being involved. It didn't make a difference at the end of the day, but I was really happy with. No, okay, really happy with team selection, but I just wanted to touch touch on the subs that Arteta made. I mean, in our biggest game of the season, with, what, 10, 15 minutes to go, bringing on Reese Nelson for Bikayo Saka takes a lot of cojones, right? And I was really impressed with that. I, I, 
I want to know the thinking behind it. I also want to know the thinking behind bringing Zinchenko off. I don't know if he was, I don't know if you guys know if he was carrying a knock or if he was injured. He was obviously um, playing the site where I was in the first half. I didn't really notice anything untoward. But the subs, I mean, Nelson was good, but Trossard, Kibior, I think they really made a difference. I really do. No, I no, I, I agree. And on the Zinchenko thing, actually, I noticed he just wasn't his normal self today, whether that's because he was told to play a bit more defensively, but he wasn't taking up that normal quarterback position. He wasn't giving up goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wasn't giving up goals, which is good, but, you know, but he's also, uh, you know, a proactive player. But So, I don't know, maybe he just didn't see him, yeah, see, you didn't see him inverting as much as you used to, didn't see him coming in. I, I didn't notice it. Well, I noticed that he wasn't doing it. So I, I, I'd sense there may be an injury there to for half-time keep you up because it's not like he was getting, you know, done by whoever's done his side, you know, by Trent or anything like that. So that is strange. But yeah, I agree with you, you know, so bringing your on old, given the, given the game, given the circumstance, uh, bringing on Nelson, again, was that because of an injury? So was it necessary as opposed to tactical or sackles and knackered? And then what was the other one? Trossard for Martinelli. Again, I think I think Martinelli ran himself into the ground. So I think, and actually turned out to be the right decision. I think he wanted a bit more control. He could see the way the game was going. It was getting spread out. Trossard brings that element of, of control there. So that's where I was with, with, the, with, the, with the subs. Um, I know in terms of starting 11, well, what did, how did you think? Were you? Yeah, I was, when I saw the lineup, I was, so last night, the rounds we went around on Twitter is is Jesus going to start or not? Is he is he available? So, I mean, obviously, I wanted I wanted him to start. When I found out he wasn't starting, I was like, oh, well, he's obviously hurt. Okay, Havertz, here's your here's your shot. Um, so I was happy with the happy with the lineup. I think that what happened today shows a little bit of growth with Arteta because I mean, it can't just be me, but from from last year and even the beginning of this year, like one of Arteta's main issues, in my opinion, was was his substitutions just being so hard-headed and being like, no, this is my guys and this is what we're doing. Um, and he's shown in the last few games that he's he's willing to take a challenge. He's willing to, to pull somebody off. Uh, in respect to Taka, he hasn't been hurt because I, we know how Teddy feels about Taka. I back after every game, all of it. Um, so he had to say, hey, Boston, I'm, I'm hurting. Um, with, with Nelly, I think it was a really good change-up because Nelly is great on that break when Raya's throwing it out to him and Nelly's great taking somebody on. But I feel that is a little better uh, with, with taking somebody on and getting a shot off. Like his, you know, what the, what the pros say, his, his back leg, whatever. He doesn't need, he doesn't need much for him to get a shot off. Um, and that's what we like about him. He's a small enough, he's compact and he's, he's hard to deal with. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm really happy about the big guy. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh when you said that Leo part. I just didn't expect it from you. I, I was looking down at my notes and I just didn't expect it from you. It caught me by surprise. So I'm sorry if you heard me. What, what was interesting about the starting lineup? One, I'm so pleased he went for Hazard Havertz over Eddie. That was certainly the right choice. Which was clear today. The way Havertz I, I think even if he didn't score, I think it was out there with his best performance, uh, you know, came to what he did at City at the char charity shield, that sort of thing. So really pleased, pleased for that. But it was interesting taking Jesus out. Then obviously, then when Havertz went one forward, and that means Jorginho came in, which I don't think it would have happened had 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 Jesus played. Then Havertz would have been playing in the eight, Nelly, etc. And again, these things happen. 
and these these things that these these things happen. But and then Jorginho comes in, and what a game! Oh my god, that, that was just a masterclass of, of of playing in that position. And all the, I was watching him, and he was pointing, he was directing, he was telling people, he, he was like Odegaard on heat. Uh, behind him, quarterback out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah it, just, it was just coordinating everything, and it was what a point. And I thought, oh my god, he's gonna he's gonna have to come off after sixty minutes because he's just he, he doesn't look, but he's stayed the distance, and and you didn't see any fatigue in him, and he just managed it brilliant. And getting in tackles, getting it, and I was like, I just love that performance. So you know, if I was gonna, there were very very a lot of man on a match performances out there. I quite like seeing the. I, I quite like the unsung hero types. So for me, he would have been Rice was obviously more obvious and uh, out there, and I let someone else come in Rice. But I think Jorginho's role and the way he played in and to come in, man of the match for me. But I, I would suggest, uh, uh, yeah, Jorginho and Rice. Like I said earlier on, unbelievable, unbelievable performances. Um, what's interesting is, I think we completely. I'm sure I said this in the last episode about Liverpool's midfield. Hmm. Was it was it the last episode or did yeah, we, we mentioned it? Yeah, I think I mentioned about the fact that I wasn't worried about Liverpool's midfield, and I think that my point was proven today. So, Mikel Arteta, if you're listening to this podcast, I have a question: Could I become a coach? Yes, <laughs> I seen this happening. Liverpool. I just want to briefly touch on Liverpool because I feel like we we need to speak about them and their lack of today um, their midfield was non-existent we overran them even Zinchenko when he was on in the first half had Trent Alexander-Arnold on toast Trent had a couple of chances to whip the ball in but they were straight at David Raya whether that was because of David Raya's good positioning or Trent's poor crossing um, I really think that Liverpool were were, were shocking today they it, it told a massive story when Jurgen Klopp on three subs at the same time he was going all out for the win and i just think without salah they are one-dimensional they don't have that out they can that they can play with so yeah for me liverpool today just if that's i don't watch liverpool games often but if that's a liverpool performance and that's their level i don't understand how they're top of the league well yeah it's i mean let's not forget that their best player and arguably the best player in the league right now wasn't playing. So I look at Liverpool and I go, yeah, I completely agree with everything that you just said. But like Salah wasn't playing. He's he makes such a difference on that team, even with their their weak their weak midfield. He's just he's a handful um, for 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 anybody. Um, one thing I play a lot there still. And looking at this particular game, who we haven't spoken about today is, uh, is Odegaard. Um, I'll be honest with you, the last couple of games haven't been thrilled with him. And if we had somebody who replaced him, I would just have him a little bit because I just think that I think he just needed a bit of break. Um, but this game didn't do anything outstanding. Nothing that's going to make the highlight reels, but just played really well, in my opinion. I mean, there was, uh, it's like in the 52nd, 53rd minute, um, had a nice little shot on goal. I think that's the first shot on goal in the last two, three games. <laughs> like we need more of that. We need him to we need him to be a threat. Um, because you're all looking to make a pass out, but you can't make a pass out if guys are making run. So the fact that Saka's back to his normal self, Nelly's doing what he does, we've got Leo doing his thing. 
um, I think things are starting to start to click when they um when they need to be clicking really. Uh, we've got a decent little little schedule we have now. Teams that teams I think we should beat. To be fair with you, um, we can get these we can get these points rolling. Um, I mean, we've got obviously City tomorrow night. We'll, we'll see what happens then. But I'm again, I get to keep the theme right, and I'm I'm really happy with our position. Yeah, on on Odegaard, yeah, I was I was watching him as well. He's just he's he leads the press. He's all there. He's out. He goes out there, arms wide, say, "Come bring in Saka, bring him out there." He's all there, and his his engine for someone who's he's meant to be like a high skill player, you know, someone who's looking for that pass or shooting, whatever. The energy he puts in, and and he does the hard yards, he does the graft, and he, and he's leading from the front, which is great as a captain should. So then it brings in other 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 players to, to do that. So no, I I, I again I, I love this performance today as well. Yeah, yeah, little things, now standing, etc. But you know he he sets the example and then lets everyone else and else. But but also he was the one that beautiful pass to Abbott's for 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 the goal that Saka scored. So that was yeah, you know, mainly that I that I it was the first time pass over the top. Beautiful, beautiful pass. So yeah, he mixes the you know silk and steel or whatever is the you know, just very quickly, I've, I've just had a notification pop up from Arsenal that the Premier League Player of the Match was Jorginho. He got voted the Premier League Player of the Match, and the fans' Player of the Match was Bukayo Saka, which is quite interesting. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I, I no, he had a good game. I, I said it was, I thought I would have thought Nelly had a better game. Rice, you know, someone here talked about Rice. Well, I'm sure got to think you know had it had it yeah it's like i, I maybe just fan favorite stuff well yeah it's not it's not on the arsenal twitter poll um it was just it came up on my phone i must say the crowd are behaving very well um we've got some opinions here and they're all they're all doing very well so um, it's really nice right, I, I must stop this getting things right it's, it's, it's a strange game it's not something i don't know what are we talking about <laughs> Speaking of crowds, though, um, one thing I can't say, Emirates, loudest I've heard it this year. Loudest I've heard it this year, man. Like, Apple Watch came up, 100 decibels, this keeps up, you're going to go deaf. I didn't even know what to do. It was, yeah, great, great atmosphere today. I think you and I both said in the chat that that was the best atmosphere I've ever heard at the Emirates Stadium in my life. I've been to the Bournemouth 3-2. I've been to the City game this season when Martin Hilly scored that deflected goal off Nick Matthews' head. Right, which was so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I've been to God, there's been so many games. Man United, three oh, one, yeah. And you even last season, the season before the United game Spurs, you know, North London derbies, and here we are, um Liverpool and I sat down in my seat, I was row two, block twelve, sat down in my seat, North London forever played, and I thought, jeez, this is loud. This is yeah, electric. Whenever you looked, whenever you focused on your, your heating. East End, West End, North, Clagland, the whole place. There were scars being thrown around. Like, I was in, where was I? I was in East End, uh, Block 113, normally a quieter sort of area. And people were standing up, yelling. Wow, yeah. It was. And that was just to your wheel, right? Shut up. No, obviously that. That atmosphere was, I can't stop thinking about it. And I have, I was one of those guys that just had my phone videoing some chants and, and various parts, but just looking back on it, it was just so loud and unbelievable. And I think it's to do with the connection of the players and the fans. I think training at the Emirates the night before the game, 
really help the players connect with the fans more. I think um, the the players, as soon as they came out, they knew how big an occasion this was. If we get the three points today, we're two points behind Liverpool, game on, right? Andrea, I don't know if you felt the same about the atmosphere. Yeah, no, no, clock in was 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 buzzing, so it was, no, that that was that was great. You know, you could sense the beginning of the first, second half. You know, again, we were under that pressure bit. We were, you know, still recovering from that goal and all the rest of it. So, yes, there was... You always feel it's on a bit of a knife edge. So, yes, it's brilliant when, when everyone's happy and stuff. It just feels... I don't know how quickly the frustrations would come in, but I think we, we dealt with it quite well. I, I think the fact that... I think, not to my point about the effort, I think the fact that we were trying so hard and trying to do the right things and the way we're playing, and we know we're playing Liverpool... So I even think even if we went two one down, I think it would be just annoyance at the scoreline, but not at the team. So I think we would have recovered as opposed to because they said we could see it as a performance. So if the performance is there, the fans can take the results. I think more than just and also we're getting over the scars of Christmas as well. So you know we beat Forest, we're you know we're, we're winning against Liverpool and, and stuff like that. So I think we can just gradually say okay, put that to one side. We can we can see progress. We can see. A way through this. So I have to get some wins in the right belt. Yeah. What's interesting is I'm just uh, kind of seeing live reactions that comes through on Twitter. This podcast is being recorded pretty much straight after the game uh, in London uh, live, as you guys all know. Whilst I talk about that, just please quickly click the like button, the share button, the follow button, share this pod to all your friends, what a pod is, what a result. Um, a tweet from Red Action Gooners. The blame is always made clear when the atmosphere is no good. What do we put it down to when the atmosphere is great? It was absolutely banging in there today. Home advantage personified. Just shows you the ballot, the season ticket, all this discussion we've had. It's not blame. It's about the fans of the day making that noise, waving their scarves, being loud and proud. I even chanted Red Army today outside the stadium. I was um, exercising my demons, shall we say. I was with Tom and I chanted it and I actually got replies back today, Will. So... It's it's not Palace. It's not Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good goal. I mean, Arsenal, we do have... I mean, we are sort of known for that. Almost the fans come out for the big games sometimes to the detriment. You know, oh, it's just Palace. Oh, it's, it's just Bournemouth. Oh, it's just Burnley. But, you know, for the big teams, I, we come out. That's something obviously we need to we need to change. Um, but as far as tonight goes, I'll, I'll take it every day of the week. Mikel Arteta in his post-match press conference has just said that with Gabi Jesus, he expects it to be days. And with Zinchenko... We don't know because he had some feeling in his calf again and we had to take him off. So that could be a wait and see. And with regards to Kyle Saka, he said he should be fine. I think he got a kick, I think, on the ankle or the back of his foot, but he should be fine. So it's looking good on the injury front. I know that, you know, we're meant to be talking about the amazing result, the amazing performance, but just in terms of the feel good factor of the club, I mentioned in one of the, the first this podcast, if we win the next few games, really crack on him building when it run the other thing we have to think about is Julian Timber is coming back Thomas Party we hope is coming back <laughs> you know Zinchenko if it's not serious Rice obviously we were worried about the hammy Big Gabby we were worried about that all that stuff got Tommy coming back Tommy Tommy go back yeah it just seems like we're turning a corner and it's like a volcano; it's bubbling around the surface, and I just feel we're going to explode. But yeah, and and this is the right time. There's no point in doing it in November, October, and etc. This is when the winning season starts. This is when it really matters. You've got to be in contention now. Okay, you can lose it then 
in, in the early part of the season, but you can't win it. So you stay in contention, two or three points behind, doesn't matter, let someone else take the glory. Let, Liverpool, let them all talk about Klopp, let them all talk about Liverpool, they're top of the league, let, how they're playing. Let's just stay under the radar, do our thing, get the W's in. Um, I'm, all for, I'm all for that. And the reason why we got the W today was because of three very nice goals. I just wanted to touch on them. So why, an idea, why don't I just discuss the first one, Tabs, the Martinelli one, and Whale, the Trossard one. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, sure. So, when I seen Havertz running down the middle of that pitch, and I thought to myself of all the YouTube compilations that I've seen of Kai Havertz at Leverkusen, and how he would just score those types of goals for fun, and then he missed. And I put my head down, my head in my hands, I looked up again, and there you go. My saviour, Mikhail Saka, the ball at his feet, taps it in for a goal. It was just one of those things where it tells a story, right? Kai Havertz's start to his Arsenal career has kind of been like that. He's got himself into those positions, but he hasn't been able to finish. Whereas Mikhail Saka's on the other end of that spectrum. Everything's just easy for him. Everything has been easy because of the type of player he is. World-class, right? So... Yeah, I mean, pretty standard goal. Pass was unbelievable. Havertz did well to get into that position anyway in the first place. I thought, would Eddie have done it? Would Jesus have done it? I don't know. But the fact that Havertz was in that position in the first place and, and the fact that Saka was there was, was brilliant. Uh, and that goal just cemented what a great start to the game we had. Tab Martinelli's goal. Just back to the first goal, you got to think also Allison is like the number one shots, one on one shot stopper in the league, in the world. And he makes himself look big. And I, I saw the goal from different angles, and I was like, oh, no, actually, it wasn't as easy. No, 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 he should have scored. Anyway, but as you said, we got, we got, we got the goal. But uh, can I just say, number one shot stopper, but as Wheel will mention, I'm sure, one on one. It's so good, one on one. But as Wheel will mention, I'm sure he doesn't close his legs when he's getting shots faced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of the second goal, I, I, I you know, it, it made me laugh. It was hilarious. And I wrote a note, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we can do, Liverpool can do better. You know, same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we messed up for their equaliser. Uh, but my God, you know, Virgil Van Dijk and Allison coming. You could, you could still see, you know, Allison. He should have just cleared ball and Van Dijk and said, "I don't care." Instead, he's got hesitated, and then Van Dyke hesitated, and and good anticipation by Martinelli. I mean, it was actually a lot of what we did today. We did some of the intricate stuff, and I think in the first half we were trying to manoeuvre, and we did lots of nice passing out in the middle, but not in and around the box. It was it was to get ourselves out of situations to go forward. This was more actually we make, we switched it up a bit. This was more long ball stuff. Turn the defenders defenders hate game turned. And look what happened. Defender hate getting turned so in that sweet spot. Goalkeeper, do I come out? Defender, what do I do? And then Martin Martinelli had to put it away. And, and to me, I don't get how they come. We, we get the goal, we get the goal. But uh, but uh, it, again, I think our play deserved it. But it wasn't exactly the most creative of goals. But hey, I'll take it. And it was very funny. Will? Yeah, I mean, you. You sort of touched on it, man. I mean, like Leo's goal is not going to make any top tens, but like I'll, I'll take it. Like when it goes in the back of the net, I'm super happy, especially at that point of the game where it, it puts things out of reach. I mean, it's it's typical sort of Leo. He's he's sprinting sprinting down he's sprinting down the side. Um, Van Dyke was a second too late. Um, 
he gets a shot off and if that goal goes in against us I'm furious because I feel like we should make that save like it's near close between your legs my man you're world class make that save but hey you didn't and I'll take that goal and I'll take that win on to the next game. I, I think it took a little deflection. I'd, I'd have to say, did it take a deflection? No, I don't know. I don't know. But I, th- I think it took a deflection under Alice's leg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was what I said last time with Jesus goal. They're taught to, if they see the gap there, they're taught to go through it. So, yeah, and the keeper's taught to save it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I but but I, I think this is where the sending off of Kanate helped us because there was no extra defender to come in. So, therefore, yeah. So, had Kanate being on the pitch, that space would not have been in there. But also, cheap, because I don't think Leo had any other options. Yeah, he had to, he had to take the shot. And and maybe, yeah, the goalkeeper's expecting it there. So he's, he's set for a position of the ball going far post. Therefore, his legs have to be wider apart. So he's icing it. So therefore, you go, you know what? You've left a big gap. Go for it. So, yeah, I mean, all our goals had an element of luck to it. But if you don't buy a ticket, we don't. What what is really interesting about the Leo goal is from where I was sitting, Kai Havertz. I'm not digging him out or anything. I think he was he was good today. I I just again I look to the fact that he's at a different stage of his Arsenal journey uh, and his Arsenal career than others. He had two chances. I don't know if you guys remember this. He had two chances where he was in similar positions and didn't shoot. It was almost like he shot or attempted to shoot one second after he should have. There was two chances, and a couple of the guys behind me were, were furious that he just didn't shoot. He kind of dilly dallied and well, I think one of them was checked for a. Yeah, what, what happened there? I couldn't work out. Was it, from where I'm standing, it didn't look like a penalty. You know, I'm the most biased Arsenal fan, right? If um if the wind blows over a player in the box, that to me is a penalty. It should be a penalty. However, the uh, yeah that one it was not. It was a coming together. It was a you know the, the Liverpool defender that did well to defend and if that had been the other way around and that was a penalty to Liverpool we would have been angry very angry just more reaction coming in a light reaction to Jamie Carragher um, you know so Jamie Carragher really this is him so Martin Odegaard was pictured at the end of the game taking photos of Stuart McFarlane, the, the club photographer, as opposed to the other way around. And Jamie Carragher says, just get down the tunnel. You've won the game. It's three points. You've been brilliant. You're back in the title race. Just get down the tunnel. Just win something. How about that? He speaks a lot from our, someone who's never won the <laughs> Premier League. But I just find it so funny. Another quote from Jurgen Klopp just coming in as well. A lot of things were against us today. The referee gave me a red card against Man City for wrestling situation between Silva, Bernardo Silva, that is, and Mo Salah. Today, the same situation with Jota, but didn't get a red card. It's unbelievable. Then the holding of Havertz on Kanati for the first yellow card. Then Havertz goes there and the referee gives Kanati a yellow card. Gabriel does the same to Nunes, no yellow card. It just seems like Liverpool are complaining about VAR and the referees a little bit, doesn't it? A little bit. Just retire already. But on the on the McFarlane and Odegaard thing, no one knows the background behind that. They might have had a bit of joke beforehand. You know, what's the fun police? So, so basically, win three points, right, must it? 
what you can't enjoy it. Why suck the life, suck the enjoyment out of games? You know, we're not claiming we're in the league. Not, we've enjoyed the moment. It's a special moment. They make that as something. Or the rest, Odegaard might have just been cheeky. You, you know, hey, let me take a photo of you because you know. Anyway, he did the speech for the Tottenham game was it a couple of seasons ago. He has he has no context to that. So what's he to comment? Another and I also Odegaard walks around, claps all sides, and it's just finishing. Just, just jokes. Uh, I don't even think it's as as deep as that. It's not even, it's not even like massively in your face. He's just hey, me and you, me and the Arsenal staff are having some fun. Good. It's good that they want that interaction. You know, and it's good that the fans see that. So we see we're one team, not just the players and the managers. It's it's all the other staff involved in in this. And it, and it, I look, I haven't seen the incidents in detail, so cannot comment. It's just that you've lost. You're gonna be a bit bitter. It's an instant emotional reaction. All managed to say it, whatever. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, it's it's just the way it is. I but I know I didn't anything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So maybe your high, higher up position. Here's here's what here's what I can say. I don't I don't like Harry at all. I don't think he should be any color commentary. He's completely biased. He's just talking just to talk. Um, I got no time for him, especially after the spitting incident. I don't even know how Scott can even employ a guy like that. So whatever he says, I'm just garbage. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. But in terms of the in terms of the Klopp stuff, did you see the incidents he was talking about? About the the Havertz yellow card or the Kanata yellow card and, and the Jocelyn. It was like like that was like you talk about his, his second level. Yeah. Because that was deserved. I yeah. that was what we call a professional foul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Harris is on the run if he gets that. So he took him out. Now that's fine if you already if you don't already have your first yellow, he took a professional foul. Like that's and the first yellow, and the first yellow, I, I don't remember the, the first. The first yellow is a little aggressive, in my opinion, but I mean, it, like, I like it when refs actually, like, do yellow cards. They tell us players, hey, you just can't do whatever you want in this game. Like, I, I am refing this game. <laughs> Apart from Ben White. <laughs> but that was, <laughs> that was such a nonsense yellow card. For, 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 I'm sure Diaz also was in front of him when he was trying to take a free kick. She was, and, and I, was, I was just about to say that, but just on the Karate one, I think the referee gave Karate a yellow card because the crowd were really getting on his back. And I, I'm assuming that must have potentially influenced it a little bit. There was a few incidents, and I don't want to make this podcast about the refereeing um, controversies and games because we could be here all night and you guys have families to get home to, right? But in terms of Anthony Taylor's performance today, I wasn't impressed at all. There was... It was like waves in the game where at some points he would favour Arsenal and some points he would favour Liverpool. There were some tackles and there was like little things. Like the ball wasn't out of play. You know, I'm locked 12 row two, so I'm right on the, the corner flag in, in North Bank, right? There were some parts where the ball was clearly out and the linesman just didn't do anything. You know, it was just, it was just little things like that that really add to the crowd's frustration. And I think it boiled over. I, I do think all the bookings apart from Ben White's was justified. Ben White and Tabs, as you said, Luis Diaz was not 10 yards away from Ben White. And I don't think we took that long to take the... F I think Ben White was waiting for Luis Diaz to, to move. Uh, and I thought it was Luis Diaz getting booked. What's funny is Ben White got booked for time-wasting and then literally 10 seconds later, Anthony Taylor's mic stopped working and he started wasting time. Aaron Ramsdale apparently got booked from the bench because he mouthed to, or, or said to Anthony Taylor, Part of the F up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
But uh, no, in, I think the Ben White hit Anthony Taylor. I warned him, I think, because of the throw-in. I think he, the, the last throw-in he took before his booking, you could see him talking to talking to Ben White and say, "Right, don't do it again." So, he, but okay, fair enough. He warns him. So the next round, by that free kick, you're right, he did. And also, it's thirty minutes in. We're one 0 up. Just be consistent. Be consistent. Yeah, but we're not time wasting. You're not time wasting. I wanted to wait. If you're worried about it at the end because that you that it to you, he's not there to waste. He's... This is what happens when you have a sport that it's it's willy nilly as far as timings go. Like somebody gets on the side, it's not just like oh everybody gets five seconds. It's oh okay, the ref gives you seven seconds. Oh, and the next one, the ref gives this guy nine seconds because it's okay. Like there is no, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah right, I, 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 I guess if you said right, you've got ten seconds to take the throw in, and if you don't, then it's a bit of a reverse. Yeah, it's the, it's consistency. It's a lack of consistency because you know we all play FIFA as kids, right? And the little clock in the top right came up when the goalie had the ball. It was like six and then five, and but that doesn't happen in real life anymore. It just it just doesn't. Um, yeah, but let let's let's move on from that because look, it's we could we could be here all night talking about. Ben White's yellow card adventures. Um yeah, I mean, what what a performance. Just just to sum it up and you know I I have had the biggest smile on my face since that full time whistle. From start to finish, I just think we played the perfect game. I really do. If we can continue this form into the next three, four games, I really think we'll be in a strong position. Man City still have to play Liverpool in the, at the start of March, so that's coming up very soon in a, in a month's time. Obviously, we have to go and play against uh, against City as well, but I really think we are in a strong position to... I mean, we're back in the title race now, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. I, to be honest, I never thought we were out of it. Um, no, I mean, for me, it was it was a big game performance. You know, we needed to deliver this. This is, you know, these are the... It was just like the chat, everyone was nervous before the game, but these are the games we want to be in. We've been watching from the outside for too long. And, and so we had a big game of performance, right, okay, apart from one cock-up, you know, and we get punished, as always. And it took a while to get over the equaliser, but we were, we were dominant, we were aggressive, we were energetic. You know, we created, created chances, we, we had different styles of play. It, you know, we were, we were a danger throughout. For me, you know, there's a sum, sums up the whole game. And we had some real stellar performances from Bryce, from Havertz, Jorginho, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, you know, so yeah, Raya as well, alluding to so yeah, that, yeah, so we're in it, again, we some luck, we stay fit, I'm saying too, yeah, we've got as much chances as any, anyone else, so yeah, loved it, this is it, absolutely loved it, great performance, let's keep going. And Will, do you reckon our next three games, we're in a better position now? And we will still be there or thereabouts after playing West Ham away, Burnley away, and Newcastle at home. Do you think those three are doable? Oh, I reckon that we should get three points out of each one of those games. Uh, West Ham, especially after just watching them play against United today, I, I, I expect three points against against West Ham. Burnley, I expect three points. Then we've got our Champions League game, which I think will just, just be a run of form. We're going to play really well. Um, and then it's Newcastle, and Newcastle is—I mean—they're hot and cold, man. You don't know what what team you're gonna get with them, but I like our chances against anybody, man. We just beat Liverpool, we beat City, like, like we really shouldn't be afraid to to play anybody. I really, 
really enjoyed recording this episode with you guys. I don't know if anyone has any final little bits to say. You're both shaking your head. Um, thank you to our, our studio audience as well today. We will try to make this a regular occurrence and try to get as many people together and, and have a, a really nice discussion and record the pod. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you guys have enjoyed it. Our next episode will be released on Friday. I'll look ahead to the West Ham game. But before that, all I need to say to you guys is soak it in, text all your Liverpool supporting mates and come on you Gooners. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. See you next time.